welcome back to the Excellence Cartel. We have Jamie Pender joining us today with a little Q&A with the guys. Sue's looking rather ravishingly young today. It's like all that fat's melting off of him. It's going to take him three months to grow that beard back. Oh, <laughs> Are you still putting Rogaine on your face? No, I gave up on that. You know, you know, Jamie, the last time you saw him, like, you haven't seen me in a while because we haven't yeah. had you on, but I actually had like a pretty thick beard. And then I decided to shave Get it off. Fuck out of you did not have a thick beard. It was a, oh, it was a neck beard at best. But now <laughs> it was it's his own pet me, like another pet. quarantine to grow it back out. Yeah. For an Asian guy, it was, it was, you yeah. know, very, very very Let's not call it a full face. And what was that because of the Rogaine? Because I know you were doing that for a while. Oh, no, it was it was all me. It wasn't the Rogaine. Okay. But yeah, you don't see a lot of Asian guys being able to grow facial nope. hair at all. So for me to even get it like that, that was pretty cool, you know? Thanks yeah. Testosterone. I was going to say, more... you think it's because you have more testosterone oh, and yeah. you're yeah. running gear and stuff? Yeah. yeah. And remember, Jeff, you got to do 700 megs of DECA. <laughs> Why? You remember that woman's beard? It was better than yours. Oh, I remember yeah. that Indian lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot it was 100 that. megs a deca a day that her doctor gave her for like 12 <laughs> years or something. All right. So, the, but, but Sue made a comment today about three cc's of testipinate on IG. <laughs> no, I, that was just a joke. I know, but I was laughing my ass off. Three hour workouts and three cc's of testip. And I'm like, Oh, Sue's going it was an Instagram school. post. I said, we don't have a COVID-19 pandemic. We have a weakness pandemic. And the only cure is three CCs of test set a day. <laughs> That's and what three, it was. And three-hour workouts in the garage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some kid's going to see that and go yeah. start putting three CCs right? <laughs> He's got fucking welts everywhere. And I'm going to be like, Sue, you did that. That's your fault. Bad Sue. Um, all right. Well, since I'm like picking on you kind of ish, but flirting with you in a real weird way. Oh, you're flirting. Uh, how's your last seven days been? Man, you know, as you can guys can probably tell listening to me, I'm wired up. I'm in a great mood. Um, signed five clients between yesterday and today, still onboarding people. I had a wait list where people kept going on my site, paying for plans, and it was just a pain in the ass to have to cancel plans and refund them and tell them to go away for two weeks. So I just took them on. So I've been working like a madman. Last night, I was up until past midnight working. I was up this morning doing my step-by-step -step talk, walk and talk on my Instagram. So I've just been going nonstop, 100 miles an hour. Um, but you know what? I'm very grateful, very thankful that this is all happening, especially during this time. I know others may not be as fortunate. So, you know, fuck it. You know, I'll do the work, you know? So other than that, Jeff, um, you know, not too much to report. You know, I've been having a great rebound, you know, following my diet, staying lean. Yeah, um, yeah. Jason looking at houses, Matthews. actually respectable ones. <laughs> What's that? I said you're looking at houses. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. So, so this year I, I may, I may buy a, uh, a home, a little starter yeah. home. So we'll uh, see. Okay. So a guy who I train, who's a big financial guy, um, he was telling me to wait until June to July to do a bunch of heavy investing and stuff, because that's when the quarter two earnings will come out for companies. And that's when like the economy is really going to have the rug pulled out from underneath it. What he was thinking will happen, which then would cascade down because you got to remember June 1st companies that took that PPP loan can lay their employees off legally mm -hmm. and yeah. be okay. So you're going to see like the dominoes start falling. You're the, the companies are out of business or have yet to really come to fruition those were already like in bankruptcy problems before covid covid just kind of helped close the doors a little bit yeah my guy told me that too he said we were going to take some profits here coming up so it's probably the same thinking 
Yep. Yep. But otherwise, Sue, well, congratulations to you for doing a good job. You put out a great product. So, I mean, Thanks, it speaks man. for itself. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, like in a time of struggle, you can either, you know, be weak minded and hucker down or get stronger. And that's what Jeff did. I mean, he just started cranking out info like, like a madman. Yeah. So, um, value. You know, kudos to you. That's cool. Awesome. I want to actually interrupt and share something with you guys. I read this week. I thought it was really interesting. So it would be something we could ponder. It's a little thought process. The five cycles of consciousness. One, ask yourself a question. So it's a desire thing would be the word to remember it by. Accept the truth of your answers. So that would be the will. And then choose who you are, like an I am statement and power. Four, act on. And this belief in yourself, which would be faith. And then five would be experience the perfection of results. So it'd be love of the process, excellence, things like that. And then you would do, uh, for your reflections, your most important question in my life right now, you would write it out and do a brain dump. And then the visualization, uh, what you want, you need to experience it, create it, and then think about five action steps to make it happen. But that was how little meditation I ran on that I thought was pretty mm-hmm. interesting, how you would run through that. So. It reminds, right. me of, uh, it reminds me of the six-phase meditation by mm-hmm. Vishen Lakhiani. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking I like a little bit, but I was like, oh, that was an interesting way of it being written. So, yeah. Jason, how have you been after I talk about my real Buddha moment there for a second? <laughs> Boot on, man. Go for it. Um, good. Things have been good. Uh, here it's sunny and the weather's come around. I was at the pool both times, uh, what, Friday and Saturday. Um, so, you know, the kids are, are happy. They're outside right now at the pool. And so things are good here on that front, just getting outside. Restaurants open. So I took the family Friday, Saturday, and Sunday just to get out and feel normal. Um, business is good. Everything's good there. And then just as an announcement, um, I've got seven signed up for my hormone class in June. Um, I like to at least get 10. And then if I don't get 10, I'll move on to a new topic. But if I get another 10, I'll, I'll, I'll run it back again in July. But uh, that's coming up June 14th. It's a Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you're interested, you can email me, jason at scoobyprep.com. Other than that, man, things are great. Is it fucked up if I say I don't want people to sign up so I can get you to do a new topic to learn from you about? <laughs> I know. I just get them right tonight, fucking edge them, but don't, <laughs> don't let them spill. Don't let them come too early. Like, you know, hold it back. All right. <laughs> Jamie, how have you been the last seven days? I have been wonderful. Uh, you know, here in Charlotte, we went into phase two um, on Friday, and there was good news and there was bad news. So the good news was on Friday, I had a hair appointment to get my roots done. <laughs> and Everyone was doing that. were part of phase two. So I was thrilled. Um, but the bad thing was that they took gyms out of phase two. Oh. Yeah. How'd they do that? Uh, they said because of heavy, heavy breathing. <laughs> That's the reasoning, is heavy breathing. So, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough that I'm only like 20 minutes away from South Carolina. um, And there's this gym that's actually got some really awesome arsenal equipment. uh, That's about 25 minutes away from me. So I've been making the track like, like three times a week to go train there. So it's not terrible. It's better than nothing. Yep. You know, for sure. Life is not too bad. Yeah. 25 minutes. That's not too bad. No, it's not terrible. I mean, I'd rather have that hour of my day not in a car, but right. at least yeah. I get to, you know, go train on some like, it's not just like a mediocre gym. It's right. like a real good bodybuilding gym with some awesome equipment in it. So, nice. 
and it's you know there's a lot of competitors that go there too so it's it's motivating you definitely that atmosphere there yeah. yeah yeah that's badass well my last seven days uh iron house got to open up to 50 percent. that came out of nowhere we went from phase three opening to phase two opening literally with the four days notice but farah and katie and my team managed to make it happen so we were opened up monday and we had seven new members actually as of yesterday uh coaching's been going great for me i've i've had like signed up five people last week i've got five phone consults this week like i was telling you guys I got some programming being done on my website with my SEO. So that seems to have already helped like the uptick of like my site being seen and then um, uh, doing stuff with marketing with that Chris Casey guy. So interested yeah. to kind of see how that all shakes out when that's done. Um, but other than that, man, um, so we brought Jamie on and we were going to cover like one or two topics, but there actually ended up being quite a few. So we're going to get through a couple of them um, and just kind of take our time crossing through them and, and probably other sideway conversations that will take place you knowing the four of us. But do you guys mind if I throw two questions out that I didn't discuss prior air? And that was just because I, for whatever reason, did not see them. But uh, yeah, I think they're good questions. So we're going to kick this off with what is the off-season body struggles for growing competitors, like the mental side of how you see yourself? Mm. So I'm going to throw that one, Jamie, to you first, and then Jason, and then Sue, and then we'll go out from there. Is this personal or what we think our clients are facing or? Uh, you know what? Do whatever take you want to do on it. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, I think for women, this is probably the hardest part of bodybuilding is the off season. Um, I think women tend to really like thrive with that, watching the scale go down, watching the body fat go down. Um, and that motivates them to, you know, take more action and to be better on their diets. Um, but it's like when you start to reverse women out of that and they're seeing the scale go up, which in reality, in the off season, seeing the scale go up is the good is a good thing. We want it to go up because that means you're gaining muscle um, and you also can't stay stage lean year round. Um, so you need to be able to get to a space where your body feels healthy, you're able to perform optimally and you can actually grow. Um, if you're trying to stay stage lean, then that's not going to happen. Um, and for women, it's a real mind fuck because we've been conditioned and enculturated our entire lives to be small, to be like, to weigh less, to be like, you know, we're always wanting to take up more space and that's what culture has told us to do. So when we start to grow and we get bigger and we're in our off season, that's mentally more challenging for us. Um, because our clothes do get tighter and we're not fitting into um, our contest prep wardrobe anymore. Um, so that I think for a lot of women um, is the biggest struggle. And I have, I have a very hard time with my females in the off season. Um, there are very few that correlate the scale going up with like good quality gains. Um, and even the ones that stay really lean in the off season and make good gains, um, they still have that mind fuck of the scale going up. So for women, it's definitely a challenge. And I know for myself, I've even, I've struggled with it for many years. Um, being, you know, I traditionally have not stayed really lean in my off seasons. I get like probably, I don't know, 30 pounds over my stage weight in most cases. And um, you do, you feel uncomfortable. You don't feel as sexy anymore. You, uh, you know, you feel like people are judging you because you don't look stage lean anymore. Um, 
So you have to just remember that it's all part of the process. And it's impossible for you to stay in that stage condition. And if you want to improve as an athlete, that off season is more important for your growth and for the foundation of what you're going to peel back come contest time um, than really contest prep. Because your off season is where you build everything you're going to show off come contest season. So it's one of those things where if you want to be good in this sport, you've got to be able to have that mindset that this is good for me. It's good for my body's health. It's good for my longevity. And it's going to help me get to my goals faster. Um, so when you can start conceptualizing it that way, it can help. But you just have to also realize that if you're going to do this sport, you need to be a strong enough person that you can deal with that in the off season um, and just let it be part of your journey. Yeah. Damn. That was in-depth. Awesome answer. Jason, okay. you, have anything you want to chime <laughs> yeah. in on that? I mean, I think, I think Jamie, you know, did it pretty, pretty good justice, but you know, I will say um, it is something that I go over a lot especially with my women in terms of trying to focus on like strength and, you know, like sleep improving and digestion improving. And, you know, like if, if like their period starts or any of these things happen, it's like, you know, we applaud those different things because those are improvement towards the goal at the moment. And so it's really hard, like changing that, that thought pattern to it's okay to like, just push to be strong and be healthy and be like, physically fit, but not constantly like trying to restrict. That's like the hardest pattern that I have to break. And, and, you know, you have to deal with it more with the people that have the hormonal cases because they're the ones who do it more. Um, and so it's, it's something that I go over with people a lot. Um, I will say this. Um, I think naturals have it the hardest because they have to get their hormones back. And to do that, there's going to be a set point that they got to get to, to get to that part. And so people who are assisted or who then stay on TRT, you can stay a little leaner because you don't need your natural to start coming back. So I'm not saying that I try to suppress body fat on any of my people, but I try to get to that point where everything feels good and they're performing well and that's our focus. But I, you know, it's, it's no secret that, you know, I think naturals need to understand, especially if they're new in the sport, if someone does, you know, use TRT, whether it's a female or a male, they can keep their body fat lower um, all season because they don't have to restore it in a natural situation and setting so throwing that out there otherwise jamie pretty much hit most of it on the head for a second there you guys remember the movie old school right yes Do you remember when they were going for the fraternity and like will ferrell's like no no i got that question on economics right <laughs> yeah. against james carville i felt like jamie was will ferrell like i got this and like this deep thing because your first answer was like, well, yeah, yeah, she pretty much covered it. Kind of like James Carville. My mind immediately went to that old school. Uh, so I was like, yes. But Sue, so you got anything you want to chime in on that? You know, the only thing I hate about pushing food in the off season, man, and, you know, I think for guys, it's definitely like a lot easier. And I, I'm someone who loves to eat. But, you know, like it's like when you get bloated and you get feel that like, you know, your face is all like puffy and stuff. You got like chipmunk cheeks and like you you know, tying your shoes is like, you know, you're like heavy breathing like when you bend down and stuff. And like, it happens like, you know, it, you don't have to be a 280 pound bodybuilder to feel that. You just have to be well above like where your body likes to be. So for me, like if I'm like pushing like 218, like 215, you know, I'm only 5'8". 
And if I'm at that weight and it's not a clean, healthy weight, I'll get that way. And it feels absolutely disgusting and I hate it. And, um, you know, I do focus on, you know, like you guys have already covered, you know, the strength gains and sleeping better. And I'll actually sleep a little too much when I get that heavy. I'll be lethargic and tired all the time. I'll need to nap. And so I've, you know, expressed these concerns with Jason. So, you know, we're taking a much different approach this time with nutrition. We're not going to let myself, you know, get that heavy. We're going to be really focused on my nutrition, keeping things clean, keeping cheat meals low fat you know, very sporadic here and there. So I can keep on gaining longer without hitting that, you know, gross feeling. And I'll be like, oh, I need to do a mini cut. You know, I need to diet, you know, cause that way my, my off season is like extended. I can keep gaining throughout the year instead of just getting sloppy three months in and having to pull back for another two months, you know? So I feel like a lot of guys are in that boat versus the women who are like afraid to eat and afraid to gain like, like you, like you said, Jamie. Yeah. And well, you also have those women too that, go off the deep end and for weeks on end they eat everything yeah, yeah uh and then that's when you kind of end up in that in that cycle where they're eating everything then they crash diet and then they eat everything again and, they, and then and that's when you know you also get all those extra hormonal issues too that go along with that cycle so you know i encourage any women that are competitors once you get to stage lean do yourself a favor and reverse out the right way. Like if you can reverse out the right way and not take so many cheat meals, then you're going to get to a point where you're eating so much fucking food and you're performing so well, you're not even going to really, the food isn't even going to be in interest to you because you're going to be like, oh my God, I have to eat so much food all day long. Yeah. Um, but if you keep on shoveling crap into your mouth, like the weeks after your show, you're never gonna be able to get there. It's gonna be a struggle for you. So um, I think women would have a lot better time with off season if they really like approached it the right way just from the get go. Yeah. Agreed. I wanna add one point, Jamie, you reminded me. It was, there was a forum, it was a Facebook group that I was in. I won't, I won't name the group, but it was um, a forum where a lot of pro bodybuilders kind of interact with you know, regular Joes like you know, myself, right? And there was one guy talking about cheat meals and the, the pro said, Cheat meals are for little guys. It's the guys who can't push the calories in good, clean foods on a consistent basis to feed themselves properly to grow. It's the little guys who can't really eat. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I need to have a big cheat meal to make up for my calories. But they dump all this shit into their, G into their GI system and it does them no good. Mm -hmm. So rather than doing that, you should focus on slowly increasing your food over time, building up that intake, so that you grow, you know, more efficiently. Right. I'm going to take it from a weird angle. So Keegan, I don't know if you guys saw those pictures of Keegan and like his progress he's been making from working out. Oh, I saw the shoulder one. Fucking dude. No, I put one up on Facebook. Dude's like shredded. Like I didn't see that. He's he's strided already in his yeah. lower back. It's crazy. <laughs> and on your face, dude, he like, he turns 10 in December. Oh my God. And the one thing I've been trying to do with him is just give him like, so he has macro numbers. Cause I've told him and his brother, cause Jared wants to learn. So Jared's like for my turn 14. He's like, I want to like, you know, learn how to eat better and so forth. So I'm like, all right. Like I was telling you guys, like, yep. what do you think? And I was like, all right. So I send those numbers. So what I'm trying to do with them rather than what it was for me, cause I came up in the old school where I just ate like, well, Jason knows my history. I had a coach who literally I dieted for 12 weeks on tilapia and asparagus. And that was about it. <laughs> and I think it really screwed me up, like, you know, because it makes an issue if I have like anything 
a lit, if I have more than 800 calories, I'm, I'm inclined to just go ahead and double it. So like, I have to like really, really watch that. So it, it's going to be interesting for me because I've had these conversations with Ashley about Keegan and I'm like, you know, how do we try to make sure that Keegan is so young that he doesn't get like an eating disorder or distorted, disordered eating, you know, cause he like really wants to push the bodybuilding. And, you know, I think that no matter what, you're a little tainted to some degree with how, oh yeah, with how I you think you have to be yourself. careful with that age, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're trying to have this conversation, you know, what I'm trying to do is just brag on his good work. Like, look, yeah. man, that's hard work. You're working out three, four days a week. The other kids right. doing that. Look at how you look, your bones are getting strong. I'm trying to like take that route with them. But it's like when when you go down this sport, you're guaranteed to have a little bit of a mind fuck no matter what, as long as you're in the sport, I think. Because, you know, you're used to seeing yourself peeled and your your car feels weird and you're like, oh, it's so terrible to ride in my car because you're so lean, it hurts. And then like a few weeks later, you're like, I'm getting fat because it doesn't hurt to ride in my car anymore, (laughs) you know? So you kind of like go through this constant emotional flux. So I guess how I kind of look at it is, you know, you just got to make sure you're ha- checking in with yourself and you're comfortable with what's going on, you know? Um, and ultimately like Jamie and Jason and Jeff said, trying to get to your results, but the goal is I mean, number one thing. Make sure your health returns, of okay. course, right. You know, and then, and then stay in a body fat where you're happy with yourself. If that means you got to, they're going to grow slower. So be it. Like I stay really lean. I know that if I push calories and, push my weight up. I could grow faster, but I'm in no hurry. I just want to be healthy and that works for me. But you know, health has to come back and then stay where you're happy. And if it, and if you needed to have that discussion with your coach, do it. You take a slower approach, just like Jeff and I are doing now. So yep, hundred percent. We beat that one to death. Let's, let's throw out another one. I got another one here. This I wanted, this is the other one I did not discuss, but it's a peaking a natural versus an enhanced person, like the water, sodium supplements, et cetera. Um, Jason, I'm gonna let you start that one. Well, I mean, listen, peaking just get shredded first, okay? And then after that point, like let's start with an enhanced person. Um, there's certain supplements that that you're probably gonna want to pull. Um, you know, I don't prefer to leave testosterone in. Um, some coaches do. I like a dry, detailed physique. Um, you know, so if you're enhanced and you pull testosterone, um, you know, maybe you're only on winstrel and trend, a few things like that, you really aren't going to need to pull your water super hard. Like if you're peeled, um, you know, leave your water, stay kind of consistent. Maybe it tapers a little bit on Friday. I never touch sodium on enhanced or naturals. I I get it high early in the diet and then I just leave it. If I taper it, maybe Friday on special cases as I'm watching pictures, um, but honestly, it's like I set things up so that really the peak is kind of the same for, for either people. Now, again, if you kept GH in, which holds water, if you kept testosterone in, which holds water and aromatizes, then you might need diuretics and you might have to cut water harder. But I think that's going to be a, a, a you're, you're, you're pulling water to take away the fullness that you're leaving that drug in that gives you fullness. So if you really want a full look, then leave t- test GH in and don't, pull your water and just go for the full look. If you want to be bone dry, then, then adjust your supplements and, and, and make sure you're peeled and uh, you won't have to tinker with water as hard and you won't have to take diazide and you won't have to cut down on your sodium. So, and then at that point, honestly, I really have kind of gravitated towards like a linear progression loading these days where I just had people start seven days out. Let's add 20 carbs, 
they'll do it daily. They send me picks morning and night. I start watching. Do I like them drier? Do I like them fuller? And we discuss it. And then we decide how to land the plane. And by then, you know, after seven days of adding 10 to 20 to 15 cards, you're up about, you know, 80 to 90 to 100. And you just see where you're at. Um, it's worked way better for me um, than trying to tinker with, oh, is this person on drugs, this person not, um, just get shredded and then keep things really simple, stupid, add a few cards as you go, watch the pictures, and, and it's really not that, that difficult. That's my take on it. Someone might be completely different on it. Yeah. Well, I'll jump in here and I'll just say that, you know, I agree with Jason in that, you know, whether you're natural or you're enhanced nutrition-wise, it's the same. Um, like Jason said, though, you know, there are certain drugs that you want to pull out. I agree with him. I've heard that trend even leaves like a little film on you. So it does. you can add caber. Yeah. So you can, um, you can do that or you can pull it depending on what you want to do. Um, but yeah, you know, I start a peak, you know, about seven days out, you know, keep water high salt in, you know, I don't change that. Uh, I don't mess with potassium, no, nothing like that. And, um, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, front loading in earlier in the week with carbs. So that way, you know, it's a safer approach. Um, one could argue that, you know, the first hit of carbs is always the best. So you're more insulin sensitive so that you're, you're going to be absorbing more, but you know, I always like to do it, you know, early on in the week so that if you do spill, you have time to clean it up versus if you hit something on like a Saturday or a Friday, right before the show and you mess up, you spill, um, you know, you don't have any time to correct that. So that's the only other piece that I would add to this. What about the use of diuretics, over-the-counter and uh, prescription? Do they have, have a play? I like Expel, Jeff. Um, MHP Expel is something that I actually got from Jason. Um, so it's over-the-counter, and uh, it's a very safe diuretic. It's, it's, you can use it you know, even in natural organizations. It's not you know, a banned substance. Um, and it's like four pills. I think you take four pills in the morning, four pills midday. And if you need more, if you're a bigger guy, um, you know, take – you know, maybe like two or three at night and you do that for like three days leading into your show and it uh, works really well. Me personally, I have never messed with um, diazide or, or anything like that. We so always just get you shredded and then, I mean, there. keep things pretty simple and just get some carbs in you and you always fill out real well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to agree. Like get yourself shredded and then you don't have to worry about all the fan, like, you know, everyone thinks that peak week is like this big fancy plan, right? And all this special stuff. But if you're in really good shape and you're looking the way you should look for your show, you really shouldn't have to mess with much. Not much. So not yeah, if you, and like what, for me, when it comes to like what drugs to keep in, what things you're pulling, um, I have always kept everything in right until show day um, because like I always look show ready, you know, at least like three or four weeks before the show. So if you're looking show ready and you look amazing two or three weeks before the show, why would you pull the things that are making you look amazing? So if your GH isn't making you retain water, if you're, you know, whatever gear you're running isn't making you retain water, why fuck with that? Because like Jason said, if you pull the thing that's keeping you full, well, then you're going to have to deal with like, you know, getting that fullness back. So, um, you know, I, I definitely agree is like, get yourself shredded, worry less about like the fancy plans and more about just being in show shape, you know, ahead of schedule. That way you can just cruise right into the show and not really have to do much except for take something like expel. Because when you run into things like taking, especially diazide, uh, diazide, I think is 
a physique killer. Um, I think when you see those people who, sh who show up on stage where you saw them the week before or week two or two before they looked amazing. And then on show day, they're completely flat and watery. In most cases, they've overdone it with some kind of diuretic. And in most cases, it's, it's diazide or like Lasix. Um, so I say like, you know, don't even risk messing your look up by having to use all those like diuretics because the, like those can make you look go from looking freaking amazing to looking like complete shit. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. All right. I'm going to switch over here to this next question. Sue, this yeah. one's for you. Yeah. I'm switching to pescatarian. Can I still achieve a nice build physique wise with this diet? <laughs> I mean, pescatarian as well. You just fish. Yeah. You, yep. you can achieve a great physique if you just eat sure. fish. I think it's like what you can eat fish. You can eat. Can you eat eggs too on that? Oh, yeah. I think you can do that. So yeah, totally. Um, you know, just get your can you do whey protein isolate on that. Uh, I don't think so because that would be. I get encouraged by people. I'm like, look, as long as you hit your macros, it's healthy, and you enjoy doing it. That's what matters. So <laughs> like, you want to eat all the fish to get your protein number. I'm not going to really say much to you. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. I, I would fish, say though, Jeff, is, you know, the no. pescatarians are easier to work with than uh, you know a pure like protein. a vegan or a vegetarian. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't even take them anymore. Yeah, vegans, <laughs> vegetarians. Yeah, you know, I will say this. Like, it's, yeah, it goes against it goes against everything. Almost, I almost believe in at this point. Yeah. And the lab works so bad on them, and I can't do yeah. anything. And to get any amount of protein in them, you're carrying like all this soy and fucking yeah. carbs with it. So, like, their protein source is like eight grams of protein with sixteen carbs. Like, trying to build a diet for them is like, I, I just don't mess. Possible. I'm just like, you know what? There's other coaches that'll do. <laughs> yeah, I found a consult the other day. There was a woman who, um, you know, she's working with a coach now and she has, you know, suspected SIBO and dysbiosis. And she said that she was prescribed a, a plant-based diet to treat that. <laughs> and I was like, come on. Like, and so she's eating like, you know, Dude, the oxalates that would cause even like a bigger issue. Dude, she's eating all these like Frankenstein meats, like tofu oh. patties and like fake tofurkey, like hot dogs and stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's the last thing I would do if someone yeah. had a stomach issue. Yeah, no, you might as well just go ahead and fucking. Yeah, like, you got to consider the source. I wonder who told her that. You know, it was, yeah. it was a coach. A coach. That oh, she, really? The yeah. only thing I'll say about this, though, I've noticed when you're working with a vegetarian or vegan, they're very, very argumentative about everything. And I'm like, yes. look, like your blood work, your B12 is so low, like. I don't, there's nothing else that's causing that. You're not like fucking depleting blood. You dripping blood everywhere? Well, no. Okay. Well, then, like, yeah, everything else sucks. Your iron sucks. Your yeah. <laughs> yeah. thyroid definitely sucks if your iron sucks, you know, and they just don't get it. So, all right. Well, yeah, there's I that. I was too. vegetarian for like 10 years before I started, like, when I first started getting into bodybuilding. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, bodybuilding was the reason I started eating meat. like meat again. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, my first like two, like my first like year, year and a half of like, you know, bodybuilding type training made very little gains. The minute I introduced like meat products again, I started eating chicken again and fish, even just adding those two, yeah. like boom, all of a sudden I made all these huge gains. There just you go, like, people. <laughs> there so, you go. The one who did it for a proof in the pudding. With yeah. a decade of experience eating right? a shitty way. 
Yeah, yeah. She made her. She, yep, yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Let's put you on Game Changers Part Two, the rebuttal. <laughs> and that's the rebuttal. We'll, yeah, the rebuttal. We'll, we'll do an episode of Game Changers Two, the rebuttal. Bring Laura Conlon on. Uh, we could bring a few other like personalities on here. I'm sure it'd be pretty funny. I'd like to hear John Meadows' version. Oh, by the way, he's oh my God. what I've seen. This looks like he's recovering well. Yeah. Um, all right. The next question. Unless anyone's got anything else to say, I think we all know. Nope. I mean, I think it's pretty simple, straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Eat all the fish you want. You can have a yep. great physique. Yep. The importance of rest days. Mm. Yep. Well, I'll take this one for real easy, low hanging fruit, but it helps lower your inflammation, your cortisol. It's a nice mental break. It's a chance to just kind of, you know, maybe do some other weird little hobbies with yourself. Mm -hmm. I know I picked up cycling. I know I've gotten into gardening and just different little things to occupy. Your roses. My roses. Those uh, fucking things. I'll tell you what, Jason. When you come down here, I'm going to wake you up with a rose. Like, have uh, seal playing. Like, I've been kissed by roses. Sweet, man. Oh, it was so hot. But um, I'll take it. Yeah, no doubt. But um, the importance of rest days is really important as well when it comes to competitors, especially the further along in prep. Sometimes the inflammation, just the wear and tear, a few days off, a little bit of a reset does the body good. But um, I'm going to turn it to Jamie first to go kick this one, and then we'll go Jamie, Sue, and Jason to wrap up. Cool, cool. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're important, like you were saying, especially as you get closer to uh, the end of prep, you can find that sometimes you'll be going, 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 and those type A personalities don't want to ever stop. And you kind of see them starting to go backwards. And if you take a rest day or two rest days, um, then all of a sudden you see more progress again and you see more fat loss again. But sometimes if you like, if you're one of those type A personalities that you just keep on grinding through, you don't take that rest day you're going to keep on going backwards um, and it's actually going to inhibit your, your progress. So I know with a, like a lot of my, especially my very competitive women, um, you know, getting them to take a rest day, sometimes it's like pulling teeth. Um, and I think that what it is, is they conceptualize resting as taking a step back from reaching their goals. That game. And, <laughs> right. And, you know, it's like what they, what you need to understand is that the rest day is actually helping you get to your goals faster. So if you can like reset your mindset there, um, then you can appreciate your, your rest days a little bit more. Cause I know for me, like I hate taking rest days. I love being in the gym. I, especially when I'm in contest prep, I want to go, go, go all the time. But if we don't allow ourselves to rest, like Jeff was saying, your cortisol is going to start spiking up. You're going to start, like, you're not going to be losing body fat anymore and your body's going to start fighting you. So they're definitely like key, very important. And then in off season, you know, if you are, I really encourage my women to not use any gear in the off season. So if you're natural, it's going to be way more important for you to take those rest days because your body doesn't have the anabolics to help you with recovery anymore. Your recovery is all on your body's own. You're natural now. So um, it's just as important in your off season too, especially if you're a natural athlete. Mm -hmm. Sue? I completely agree. I mean, I'll take it from like a mental health standpoint. I mean, I think like it's very easy for people who are, you know, naturally like into fitness and obsessed with changing their bodies and all that to get a little too into it and sort of neglect other areas of their life like their family or school or, or other like, you know, personal, you know, hobbies, you know, that make you more well, more well-rounded person. And so I sort of stress that 
with my clients with taking a rest day to take time to develop those other areas of yourself because you want to be a more balanced person. You don't want to just be, you know, someone who's, you know, ripped and shredded, you know, all, all year, you know, all the time. So, um, you know, that's, that's my only input here. So. Mm-hmm. Jason, you big daddy, big pimping, big pops. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's super important. It really is like, um, me personally, I take two in my off season. It's always Saturday and Sunday. It, those are family days, pool days, uh, friend days. Um, I don't do cardio. I don't do a damn thing for two days in a row. I just sleep well and, uh, usually get a, a free meal once or twice. But you know, as I've talked before, my free meals are always like tasty shit. I'll go to a restaurant and be like, Oh, I want the salmon and the rice and like a salad. And sure, you know, I'm getting extra calories and extra this and that, but it's all like good, healthy food. That's how I cheat. And then if my kids want to go get ice cream, you know, I get a small and, and I enjoy that. So that might happen twice, might happen three times on a weekend. So I just basically relax. I, I kick back, I relax. Um, so this is, this is something that I'm really watching with a lot of my women's blood work. I have some that they came to me with high cortisol. I get it down. I release them to go back to training and it goes back up. And then we have progesterone steel and then we have hormone issues again. So a lot of times I'm putting two full days, no um, training, and I'm actually upping carbs on those days and having them take cortis every three to four hours. What I'm doing is I'm driving cortisol down big time and resetting the body. And this is working really well, especially for a lot of my athletes too, who had a pullback, um, who were close to stage ready and we're keeping them really lean, but their periods are back now. They're kind of on hold, but they get two full days to eat, you know, 200, 210 carbs. And then, you know, we push a little bit for the five days and then we're back to it. So I'm really kind of still working through like what's the best way, but I'm really watching labs now these days and really realizing how important it is, especially in female programming. Um, but, uh, even men, um, I'm getting guys who are coming back with cortisol scores at 19, 20, and you know, that's high. Um, so, you know, rest days are extremely important. I like the mental aspect side that Jeff talked about, but it also from just a body standpoint with as much labs as I'm watching, I'm just seeing that it's, it's, a, it's a necessity, guys. It really is. Most of you cannot train six days a week ongoing without getting some sort of issue. And if you're training as hard as you need to train, four to five days a week in the off season is plenty. I do go to six when I compete. Um, and, you know, there's a time and place for that. Uh, but, but you're overreaching, uh, for a reason. And then I get back to four or five, um, year round. So my take on it. All right. Well, that will lead us in perfectly into this next question. A female with regular menstrual cycles, even during preps are hormones always normal. I think if you would still have your menstrual cycle in your, so even during the prep. So I think at some point, once you get to a certain body fat, they just stop. Right. Due to what I've read about energy availability in Lyle McDonald's book, like it just stops. Like you're not getting through a prep without some kind of hormonal disruption. And mm-hmm. I haven't known a girl who's gotten lean enough for the stage to be competitive for a pro card who's kept her period the whole way through and never had. I, I've, uh, I've, I mean, I've it, it doesn't stand I've out. Had so it. It's extremely I've hard. had it, yeah. but we All use right. Chase Berry. We use a lot of Cordy's. Yeah, um, yeah but okay. But so these were bikini and figure. They were okay. not yeah, women's figure. physique. Okay, so we need to differentiate them. Yeah, you got to differentiate. Okay. Like women's physique, I just don't see it happening. Not with the standards that they're making these girls get into right now. 
Okay, uh, what do you think about the standards, Jamie, in that one? Since you have that, I don't even know that. I don't know the difference with wellness. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah, wellness. I think well, from what they're saying is that wellness is supposed to be the same level of conditioning as bikini. It's just more musculature on the lower body. Yeah, that's oh. what they're saying. Okay. I don't really believe that because I don't know the conditioning that we're seeing in those girls seems a lot more conditioned than bikini to me. But that's what their guidelines supposedly are. Fair. All right. So would um, would you guys say if a female with a regular menstrual cycle, even during her prep, would her hormones be always be normal? No. That doesn't mean it's still normal. She's yeah. still probably lo- losing some progesterone. She right. had enough at the beginning that she can still ovulate um but she's probably still experiencing some sort of but the beauty of that is is that when she starts eating her body's going to start right back up you know Um, and she she'll respond to a reverse it's these women who leave the cycle just dormant for so long that when their coach reverses them it just it doesn't respond and then that's when i get a hold of them and and you know etc so um yeah you can keep it during prep and it's actually something that i really work on trying to do if a woman tolerates chase very well i will use it um, usually 250 megs twice a day is about all you can do in prep. Um, but not everyone can tolerate it. Um, some people get sluggish. Some people just, it's not going to work as great. And so then if that's the case, just dump it and wait and hope that you can get it restarted back using something like that right after the show. Um, but that's kind of my take on it. If you can keep it, keep it, uh, keep your cortisol controlled, keep a little chase berry in and, uh, you can keep it for a pretty long time. My bikini girls are usually losing it four weeks out. I don't know what you're seeing, Jamie, on some of your girls, but that's where I'm kind of being able to keep them. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it depends on the, it depends on the woman too. I mean, I've had some like figure competitors that have come like, I just was speechless when they were still getting their period. Um, because they were like leaner than I would expect them to be with a period. Um, And I've actually had friends that compete on the pro stage and, you know, it was a week before their show and they're, you know, I have Phoebe, uh, you know, figure competitors and they're still menstruating like a week up to their show. Um, So it's possible. I think that's more of the exception than the rule. Um, in most cases, I'm seeing, yeah, like bikini girls, you know, four to five, six weeks out, they lose it. Um, and it really, you know, depends on how how conditioned you are, you know, leading into your show. If you're where you're supposed to be at six weeks out in figure, you probably are losing it by then. Um, and same with women's physique. Um, women's physique, I see like, I kind of see it all over the place just because we do see the conditioning, especially the difference between local level and professional level is so very different. Um, but again, like women's physique, losing it at like six weeks out. But I agree with you on all fronts, Jason, trying to keep it in as long as you possibly can and getting it back as soon as you possibly can. Correct. And a question. Do you think the way that they're going with women's physique based on the look is killing that division? Yes. You Absolutely. guys agree with that? Uh, it's, it's, it's getting there. Yeah, a lot of women are going to say I'm not, I'm not wanting to – put my body through that that was the reason that yeah was that was something that right. ashley's kind of been on her mind about She's yeah like, i know it no has. i don't i don't want to risk you know some. it was jamie's episode that kind of turned her head onto it yeah and she was like well, i mean you know like i don't know if there's something i want to deal irreversible i love competing for me but she's like man i'll just do it regionally and just go into figure or whatever and i was like ash was so mm-hmm. close though i think she could get her pro card doing it her way and keeping her femininity and then she would have a decision to make once she mm-hmm. had it if she wanted to 
add the size or just say, you know what, I've got the card. I'll use it in other ways or just compete and be a little undersized. You know what I mean? But I still yeah, no. without playing the size game, she could still go pro because she was damn close in 2000. She should have gotten it that show. Yeah. I can't believe they skipped over her class because that girl was late. late. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah, they should have went on and and Ash would have got first. But it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. That's why it's all used for motivation. But I think that like like now we've got female bodybuilding coming in. So we do have this year, like once the competitions actually start, there's this possibility that women's physique could start going into the direction that it was meant to go in. Um, because we have female bodybuilding coming back. Yeah. Right, but how do you change the habits of the same judges look at calling the same outcomes at the top that goes down? You have to switch all the judges out to have that. You'd have to put like 10 fresh judges in who are like, look, you don't really know too much about this shit, so just figure out what you like best and kind of start figuring it from there. But you're getting the same judges. That's why you're getting the same look. They keep Their eyes are drawn to that. It's like when Women Physique first came out, it was supposed to be what DLB was. Right. And then it went to another level where it was like, we don't want you strided. Yet the girls who were coming in strided were getting ahead of the girls who weren't. So right. yeah. it became this it's, conditioning. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. But what's been the common denominator? To me, it's the judges from the outside looking in. I'm like, you know, it's like uh, same judges every year gave all the Olympias those guys the same years in a row. You know what I mean? Like, because you're just kind of, I don't know. That's just my thought. Well, another thing that like us women need to think about is that if we don't like the direction that women's physique is going in, Guess what? If we don't show up on stage looking like that, they can't reward anyone. So if nobody shows up on stage with striated glutes, they can't reward striated glutes. Mm. So if we show up with how we want women's physique to look like, and if we all are in agreement of that, then they have no choice than to judge it. Then, then what's up there? And I agree with you on that. The hardest part is going to be to get the coaches to all unite to do that because how many girls use coaches? Be like, all right, we collectively are going to pull this back a little bit. You know what I mean? And then if you pull back women's physique, do you pull back figure? Do you pull back bikini? I mean, I think they need to pull back figure because if you look at the figure girls now, especially the last Olympia, you put those, you take those girls' heels off and you throw them in a front double bicep. Yeah. You've got a, a women's physique competitor right there. I agree. Yeah, I know. So I, I think that they've got a tone because you've seen over the years where this evolution of all of these divisions are getting harder and leaner and bigger and harder and leaner. But it oh, yeah. just keeps on progressing up. Um, go look at Aaron Stern's physique and even yes. the Coles. And yes. then, like now it's like, I mean, it's, yeah, they're like, they're basically women's physique as well. Yeah. Right. Like, Aaron Stern was my high school crush. She just didn't know it. So Aaron, <laughs> if you're listening, I was you pretty goddamn hard in those, those magazines back in the day. There she actually uh, came back to the IFB. Bikini, right? Yeah, bikini. Yeah, yeah bikini pro That's, now. So that tells you anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to the next one. Why does sleep quality diminish as we get leaner? Hmm. Mm. Jeffrey Sue. You know, I don't I don't know the exact science behind it, but I think it's just because like, you know, as you are getting leaner, you are starving and your body is like, you know, jacking up, you know, cortisol and making you wake up and go search for food like we're programmed to do. Like a lot of our, you know, internal systems are very much still, you know, programmed like we were, you know, hundreds of years ago, you know. So that's what I think. It's twofold. It's the cortisol, but also blood sugar issues. Yeah, blood sugar dropping. As the calories are dropping and, 
you know, they're not staying too high anyways. And then you start that fast. It's, you know, through the night. So you got high cortisol, low blood sugars. I mean, it's all fighting against each other. So I I would blame it on cortisol and then also just wonky blood sugars in my, you know, is is my assessment for most of the time when people are having problems. So, you know, I might give them some cordies and if I can't solve it that way, they might have to put some carbs pretty bad and pull them from somewhere else in their diet, which, which sucks sometimes because I'd rather have them pre and post, et cetera, et cetera. But um, that's how I kind of look at it and deal with it. But I mean, are you really having a prep worth remembering if your sleep isn't gone to shit and you're not waking up two to three times with the sheet soaked to piss and back? I mean, if anything, it kind of makes you go like, all right, I'm going down the right path because this is just fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> ultimate, like just, you know, when you're like the last two weeks for your show and you feel like you're going to die at any moment, you're like, all right, I got to get You know, I usually sleep really well to the last four weeks and then I do get night sweats and I'm about six weeks out. Mine goes shit, man. I'm back. Three? Did you say six? I'm I'm up at three in the morning. Really? Yeah, you were up during your last prep because I remember you would actually text me first thing in the morning because I was the only one up. You were the only one up at that time. I was like, yeah, man, I've been up since like 2.30. You're like, I do it. I knew you'd be up. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all the stimulants too. You know, when you're in prep, like if you're taking 100 mics a clean. It's going to be a lot harder to sleep. I at. can't do more than 20 micrograms. Like someone oh. came to me and was like, yo, I got up to work in like 300 either, micrograms. I said, 300? 300? And he's like, crazy. Yeah. okay, I've never heard that before. And I, was I, mean, like, I feel like oh. your heart could literally explode training. Yeah. Dude, dude, he's like, I mean, you know, people are full of shit, is what I think. But number two, like for the most part, I kind of like, he's like, I mean, I checked my blood pressure and stuff and it wasn't like outrageous. So I was like, I mean, maybe it was, I'm sure it was liquid and maybe it was like, old. yeah, that's the only thing I was thinking to it. So I was lower like, I can't imagine taking 300 mics. To- <laughs> Dude, I do 20 and like to try to like sign anything. It's like, Dude, I've got Tourette's Parkinson's and like 20 is all I do anymore. Yeah. It works great. Yeah. The worst the is trend, Yeah. What? The trend will keep you up at night. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, I'll, I'll be serious with you. I think, like, trend causes, like, mental health issues. Like, oh, it does. Oh, oh totally. Like, I feel like I'm, like, a Mad Hatter running down Alice in Wonderland, like, last four weeks. I'm like, is this real? And I'm like, am I even doing drugs at the time? So, you know, like. Well, right. I mean, you kind of are. Well, I am kind of am. But I'm doing, like, <laughs> I guess the square drugs because i look at because i was thinking about that i was like man i was like 19 i was such a square didn't smoke dope didn't drink it was only steroids and i'm like you pussies how dare you put alcohol in your body meanwhile i'm like all right here's some tests (laughs) yeah see i was drinking and smoking (laughs) weed but definitely not doing any of that other stuff yeah the way you pick to be straight edge is interesting so i guess um uh jamie from a woman's perspective do you have anything on there with the why does sweet sweet quality get diminishing female things you want to chime in there maybe i mean not anything too like female specific related i just think like for myself i know my metabolism speeds up like crazy and like you know if you're hot and sweaty all the time like and your metabolism is going that fast it's going to make it harder for your body to slow down and sleep um and then just you know if you're taking i try to get my competitors to not take any stimulants after 3 p.m um and usually that helps uh but you know also if you're at the very end of a diet and you're just struggling to get through the day sometimes that like caffeine drip is the thing getting you through so yeah dude my 14 14 year old told me i had good drip do you know what that means it's in the rap lingo like yeah it's like good swag like like as in my clothes and shit like that because i'm all match game strong you know who told you that jared 
Oh. And he was telling me that Keegan's got, he like drips hard too. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna let my, I'm like, I'm like dripping hard. I'm like, oh, fucking weird shit. You I'm know? like, you like, got a disease. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm like, like some sort of venereal disease yeah, or something. It's, it's weird. <laughs> dripping hard. Um, this one says, be sh- it had a little fire emoji for Jamie. It said, be sure to stay connected and keep up the great work. It was like exaggerated great. So Jamie, be sure to stay connected and keep up the great work. All right. Um, opinions on GH Frag for fat loss and contest prep. I heard it's great. But then also heard it's a waste of money. I personally think if you got the balls, nothing beats Humalog with injectable carnitine. That's like my fat burning stack that I, I could get. Kind of life. agree. I, I think that the GH Frag. I think it's great if you don't want to take GH. But I, I'm like, if you're going to spend the money on GH Frag, 100. Maybe consider GH. 100. That's where I'm at. Jamie, you have any experience with GH Frag? Yeah, but I use it in conjunction with GH. So I think that it works great if you're using it with GH. Um, I haven't really used it with myself or anyone on its own. Um, But I know you, I mean, using GH, though, is also going to be great for fat loss. So um, you've got to just be careful that when you're buying any kind of these peptides or your GH, that um, a lot of times it's a waste of money when it's not real. So that's, you just got to have a reliable source. Um, I've seen people use the frag and they really like it and we see great results. Um, and then I see some people that, you know, they don't use a source that I give to them and we don't really see much happen. So um, I think that your sources for those types of things makes, makes a big difference. But I'm not sure, uh, you know, how useful it is on its own just by itself. But with GH, I know it works pretty good. I like that answer. So, do you have anything you want to pepper on that, real quick? Ice on top. Um, you know, I, I do use GH currently now, and I used it when I was dieting. You know, getting to the point where I'm at now, I didn't notice too much of a difference. Um, I guess I'll have to keep going in my off season to be able to ascertain if um, you know the use of GH does keep me leaner. But I only use it on my arm days and my back days right now. I do four IU's um, prior to training, so. <laughs> But, you know, in conjunction with uh, insulin, of course, because GH will, you know, drive your blood sugars up over time. So I do combine that with Lantus, about 15 I use. All right. Final four questions. Are supplements that balance hormones effective while on the pill? Mm. Jason, I'm going to let you start that one. Yeah. um, If someone's on the pill and they come to me, um, first off, just understanding how the pill works, 99.9% of women are going to be estrogen dominant. They're going to have lower progesterone. Um, doesn't mean your estrogen is, is high. It just means in comparison to your progesterone, it's, it's, it's too much. Um, it, it's, it's dominant. It's the dominant hormone, and you want them to be in a balanced ratio. Um, so the, the answer is if birth control is causing that, and that's what it's meant to do, you don't want to take Chase Berry and things like Estrocort that we make to – uh, reverse what the birth control is doing because then you could end up pregnant. So if you're going to take birth control, just know it's making you estrogen dominant. I've seen one woman out of 200 labs in the last eight months who had perfect uh, progesterone to estradiol on birth control. Everyone else, it's, it's bottomed out, the progesterone is, and, and they're always estrogen dominant. Um, so no, don't take something to do what the birth control is meant to do because then you literally couldn't negate your birth control. So if you're going to take birth control, just know what it's doing to your body. Know it's going to cause an, a more of an uphill battle and, 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 do, and, and go to that. Now, combat it with good diet. Make, you know, check your thyroid. Make sure that's running well. 
um, you know, maximize what you can. But if you've chosen to stay on birth control, just know that that's what it's doing. And there's no point in taking supplements to counter that. But surely if your thyroid is low or if you have digestion issues, surely take supplements around that. But don't take supplements to fix what the birth control is supposed to do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Jamie, you got anything you want to add to that? Um, I mean, I generally try and talk all my females out of being on birth control um, just because I just the more that, you know, we learn about the long term effects on females health when it comes to birth control. um, I, you know, just it increases Parkinson's, uh, breast cancer, all different kinds of reproductive cancers. So for me, um, you know, if anyone wants to try and control their hormones and they're on basically female hormone therapy, um, you're, it's kind of counterintuitive, like what you're trying to do. So I really try to convince them to just really come off of your birth control. And at that point, you know, let's figure out how to get your natural hormonal pro- profile in order. So that way you're not on this uphill battle anymore. Um, and then you're at less risk for these long-term health side effects uh, that usually, unfortunately, gynecologists, they don't warn women nope. of these things. Nope. They don't Not tell them that they're going to become estrogen dominant. They don't tell them about cancer risk. They don't tell them about uh, cardiovascular risk, all these other things that come along with it. Um, so I really urge women that if you are on birth control, do your own research and figure out what this is going to do to you over the long run, just like you would any other medication that you're taking. Um, I think that the pill is just very easily handed out like candy to women. Um, and it's, you know, the solution for every gynecological problem. Um, so women like just do your research and make sure that you know that you're making the right choice for your health. Yeah. The option for you all, um, if you hear this and want to come off, take your labs though, Mm -hmm. before you come off. And then there is the Paragard. Um, you want to take your labs before you come off to see how, like where you're really at. And there's the Paragard. It's copper. Um, it's mm-hmm. copper IUD. Um, it's completely non-hormonal. So you can use that and then still get everything back into place if you if you have to have um, yeah. birth control. Yeah, what you said about the GYNs, right? I have a 50-year-old lady and she's like having issues and we started working on her program. And I was like, yeah, when you get some blood work done, she looked at her and goes, oh, you just need birth control. I'm like, you're, you're 50. You don't, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go a different route. I'm like, thank fucking God. Yeah. Um, so you got anything you want to throw on top of that? Yeah, um, I want to say that, you know, when you're dealing with coming off of birth control or, exp- or exploring other options with birth control, it's really important to find an OBGYN or a specialist that will listen to you and work with you when you express your concerns in conjunction with working with a coach that knows what they're doing with women's hormones. Um, I wouldn't just take a coach's advice and run with it. I would, I, I would you know, be um, certain that you talk to your doctor about it as well. Um, and in terms of pills and birth controls, there's so many different types of birth controls. Like the pill, there's like the mini pill, which is just progestin only. There's the combo pill. So when we're saying the pill, there's two different things. There's also like implants, right? There's, you know, Mirena, there's a copper IUD, there's an Explanon, there's a patch, there's an injection. There's so many different types, but birth control in general will mimic, are a synthetic mimic of, um, either progesterone or estrogen. So whenever you're taking either of those hormones or those hormones together, you're shutting down your internal production. Just like when a man takes testosterone, you know, and TRT or for bodybuilding uses, 
You're like how you're making that injection movement. Yeah. You're like, yes, yeah, you're taking TRT. You're, you're fucking injecting yourself on the air. I like it. And you're not going to produce testosterone, right? So in terms of the question of using supplements, you know, while you're on birth control, many times there's really no point. But um, if you're going to come off, just realize, talk to your doctor, realize that the follicular journey takes about 100 days. So anything that you do to change your birth control, you will have effects that last up to three to six months after you, you know, really days. believe that advice Ch- talk to your doctor about this i do i do i think from a legal standpoint, i completely disagree with you i do too they I are they their answer right to everything is birth control so if they go say oh i want to fix my hormones with this coach i want to come off birth control they're gonna say you're completely wrong you need that i think it's very very hard to find they're gonna be more confused I'm you, as a, a female they're gonna be more confused to go to a gynecologist it's really fucking hard to find one that's gonna work with 100 percent. they don't know fem- they don't really know the pathway it's just shocking to me though when i talk to women about their periods how little women as a whole know about their periods they don't know like, a lot i'm like god damn you've had this for like 10 years and they're like no nah, i just went my my ob says i'm fine i'm like that's not fine <laughs> you know like so it just blows me away so with the doctor's I, thing guys like so what i've done like jason you know you you told me about florida florida um, alternative medicine the hrt clinic so i would i have been referring my clients to yeah. that clinic yeah i do too those doctors are well versed in correct this area so that's what i mean when i say talk to a doctor that knows what they're doing in here because as you said jamie and jason it's very true. A lot of OBGYNs and specialists, which you would expect to be able to give you good advice, they don't know what they're talking about. But from a pure coaching perspective, me personally, I would not just dispense advice from a legal standpoint and tell a woman to, what to do. I understand the legal point. We're supposed to not remove someone from right. an RX. I 100% get that. Yeah. But in practice, I mean, you can tell them to go talk to your doctor for your CYA, but like the doctor's going to give 100% opposite advice of coming off of it to fix right, it. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I've experienced that. They're, they, I'm just telling you, like what they, what they consider fixing hormones, that they, that's what they use birth control to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I work with majority of gen pop ladies. So my thought, this is how I handle it. I say, look, I think you need to go to your doctor. I'd start with your GYN. These are the questions you need to ask. Okay. Number two, if you, those questions don't line up or you don't like those answers, I can then point you where this is going to go. I feel this is how your conversation is going to go with your OBGYN, which is why I'm giving you option number two. And I refer Dr. Taylor, uh, who Jason and I met at the physique education collective in Atlanta because he does telehealth and you know, for 30 minutes for like 150 bucks, you've got him on the phone. Uh, so, and he's worked with one of my ladies and she absolutely loves him. So, and he's able to like compound it and get it to you. So if you're a lady and you're listening and you got some issues, you can get a hold of any of us and we probably could point you in the right direction and start getting answers for yourself to wrap that question up. The next question, Jamie, why are you so fucking beautiful? Oh, my mom. (laughs) This is Mal Biazzo. Yeah, that's that's one of my clients. Okay. Well, she wants to know She listens to this all the time. Yeah, I know. I've chatted with her. Yeah, she does. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, she's awesome. She's doing really good, too. Yeah, she says she's doing better. Yeah. Yeah, with her whoops, she's doing her... uh, helps her out like big time. So we're finally seeing some really good progress. So I'm really happy. It's awesome. That's great. I love to hear. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. 
Yeah, she's using that whoop. Um, yeah. Nice. Working on her HRV. She's picking my brain yeah. about some stuff. Um, all right. Last. Well, we got two more. Mistakes women make when they work out in reference to hormones and type of training. Overdoing hit, overdoing hit, and overdoing all the classes, never doing all the hit classes, never doing all the spin classes, and then starving themselves. Like, I weigh 150 pounds. I'm going to eat 900 calories and work out two hours a day is pretty much the mm-hmm. fastest way to put uh, nails in your coffin. Um, but really, for the most part, it depends. I, I think from my perspective, if you're coaching, if you get a woman early on and can explain, hey, three to four days of weight training a week with a couple of days of list walking, maybe a little hit here and there if you kind of get bored and want a little challenge, you know, once you kind of work up to it. But I think it kind of depends upon where you're getting the woman at, what part of her journey. Cause you know, it's probably hard to get like a, a physique competitor who trains six days a week and be like, Hey, we got to kind of change this down to four because your hormones are in the tank and da 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 da. So with that being said, um, Jamie, I'm going to finish it off with you. What uh, mistakes do you see women make when they work out reference to hormones and types of training? Yeah, I mean, same thing that you were saying, overtraining, overdoing the intensity, not eating enough food. Um, those are the big ones. And it's those, again, it's those high, usually like the competitive, the women who are uber competitive, the type A personalities that just like we talked about with the rest days, they don't want to take rest days. They don't want to do anything but the intense work. They want to work as hard as they possibly can. They got to go to failure on every single set. Um, you know, they don't really do any kind of phasing in their programming. It's always 110% all the time. Um, and those are really the situations where you see them have those hormonal issues because you've got the cortisol raising, you've got those, that progesterone steal. So that's when you have that whole cascade of problems that happens. So mm-hmm. being able to know when to pull back, programming in a way that you do have deload uh, either periods or weeks or... You know, I have some women that I get that, you know, they've been training for 10 years and they've never taken more than one day off of training ever, ever. Like, that's crazy to me. So being able to like also, you know, step back from your training once in a while and pull back on the intensity and even giving your body like a complete break for a couple of days. So let's say you. I'm going to go the opposite side of the spectrum here and, you know, talk about a lot of gem pop females who don't train hard enough Ah, yes. to get the hormonal adaptations needed um, to elicit any sort of muscle growth or body composition change or fat loss. So, you know, I see a lot of, you know, women in their forties or fifties, you know, on an exercise bike, just slowly pedaling and reading a book that ain't going to do anything. You know, or if they're, they're doing a barbell row or a dumbbell row with like a 15 pound while they're texting on their phone. I've seen that before too. That's not going to elicit any sort of hormonal adaptation on a cellular level or whatever to, to get you to change. So you actually have to train hard, but on, on, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, don't train so hard that you're putting yourself into a hole mm-hmm. and, you know, give yourself the adequate rest, have someone who is knowledgeable in programming that can, you know, give you a routine that pushes you, you know, ideally anywhere between three to five days max would be ideal for a general population, a woman who's not a competitor. Um, start there, push yourself and uh, you'll watch your body change, you know? So. Jason, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I think most of it was hit on. I think rest is the biggest thing, man. I really do. Um, And, you know, a few other things that I do with my women who have had hormonal problems, I don't let them train more than an hour. Um, I make them take two minutes in between 
exercises so that their heart rate can return. Um, and so I start there. And then if they've had really bad issues with metabolizing cortisol, every fifth day, every fifth week, they have to deload. They do nothing but restorative yoga. They work on their deep breathing. And then we get back to it for four weeks and we push again. Um, these are my extreme cases with cortisol issues, but women can train as hard as men. They just can't train as many days per week in general. And men have 10 times the testosterone. That's, that's 10 times the recovery ability. Now, if women's on TRT, this changes. I, I get that 100%. And so it's very individual, but if natural females need to rest a lot. So for speaking hormones and how to keep them healthy, it's rest, 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 and then follow it up with good sleep. And, and all, and then obviously your nutrition, but we're, we're assuming that's there. Take your rest days. You can train hard, but you've got to take more rest days. Every single thing a person does not want to hear, especially yeah. a female who fucking has some, who's driven to hit goals. Yeah. So it's always yin and yang. That's why you get a coach to make sure yeah. you get that balance somewhere. Um, the last question, it's the most important one, but Jamie, what the fuck do you think of my beard? Oh, it is. <laughs> So manly and sexy. Mm, yes, there we go. Yes. Who sent that one in, or was that yours? That was me. I sent it in. <laughs> <laughs> I actually replied to her. Sorry, like, what the fuck do you think about Jess Manly Beard? Pretty sexy. She did. She did word for word there. So, actually, I just got some cool news. I just got an email. I got accepted into that local leadership group. I oh, bought. you got it. Yeah, I made dude. The, the start of your politics. When you yes. have to create your website for all the shit you've done, I want to. I want to help. <laughs> All the times I've done drugs. Well, I did this, sold that. JeffDirtyLittleSecrets.com. Yeah, things I, things I fucked to... up at.com. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> total, total whatever. But um, as always, guys, we have a fee. If you guys learned something today, if we covered shit you guys like to hear, leave us a written review on iTunes. We're over 100 reviews now. Nice. Uh, you know, for everything completely organic, especially, you know, considering it's kind of been on Jason's back you know, with his followers and so forth, name brand. So thank you, Jason, for joining our project. That's that, been everybody, that man. We had. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's just the way the world works. But thank you, guys. And Jamie, thank you for joining us as always. I know we need to bring you on because we have some more topics. We, I really want to cover like a really in-depth, juicy, meaty one. Like, right. like women's mental health and like, like through competing from like a lens of a perspective of like what you went through. I would love to. Um, you know, something like really here. deep. Maybe get like another female on who maybe does like a bikini prep. Yeah. We could find a bikini and that way we could talk about two different sides because they're two different extremes of what we're trying to do. Right. Um, that just kind of popped up. I bet a lot of them mix yeah. over though. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it similar? What are the struggles? We could do it for guys too. Do a men's physique guy versus a bodybuilder. Yeah. Why don't we get Lauren on with Jamie? Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. Lauren always does good. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually got, I got to talk to her because we got that leadership class coming up. We've actually, I think almost filled it out. Nice. Um, Jamie, have you started doing any classes? Anything you want to announce? Maybe your uh, social media and all that shit. Why we got yeah, you real just quick? my social media on Instagram, Jamie Pender 14. Uh, you know, that's nothing too exciting going on right now. Uh, just trying to put out good information for everyone. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm starting to do now. I'm just Thursday is my continuing education day, so I just drop tidbits on Thursday. It's an easy reminder for me. So yeah. if you follow me, Thursday is the day I'm going to probably brain dump or do some weird stuff. Good to know. So, oh, I want to give you guys a good book recommendation. Mm. It's by Jim Quick. It's um, real quick, <laughs> Jim Quick, <laughs> but it's called Limitless. 
and it's like all talks about like all these brain hacks about like how to memorize better and how to speed read and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I did it. And I didn't realize I'm the reason I'm able to churn through so many books is because I read about 600 plus words a minute. Oh, wow. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be curious. I read, like, I, I read like fast this. too, but I don't know if I could do 600. Well, he said something that made sense. Like when you read, you're taught, you first learn to read out loud in class. Mm-hmm. So then you start reading out loud in class. So then when you're reading to yourself, you're like, Jack and Joe went up the hill in the dialogue. He's mm-hmm. like, if you could just learn to read it straight down, which is what I've always kind of done, you're able to kind of get the gist of every page. That's and how since I, I started do doing it, my retention's gotten so much better. Hmm. No one ever once, taught me that. That's just how yeah. I have done it. I kind of done it by being able to get like faster over time because I, I think law so school much. taught me that just because like there was no way to, sh- to read the sheer volume of cases that they throw at you without like coming up with an improvement. You can't sit there and be slow and get through everything they give you. Yeah. And then the so. other thing was to like, when moment you get done reading to like start thinking about what you read to try to cement it down. Oh, you have to. Yeah. yeah That's why yeah. teaching topics is amazing. It, it enforces your knowledge as well. Yep. That's one of the yep. big things with it. But, um, well, guys, we'll do it again next week. Jamie, we'll have you and Lauren on. I'll make that podcast happen. Thanks, I would Jamie. actually like to hear that. I think we can yeah. all talk about the mental side effects. Like, I think it would just be great. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. You guys got anything else you want to say? I feel like I'm saying no, goodbye man. for a long time. And I know it's only going to be seven days, but I'm going to like yeah. really miss you, Sue. Because <laughs> you're so fucking busy, you won't even text in the team thread with me and Jason. And if oh. you know what? I feel like my abusive relationship is gone. Because it's no longer like ding, 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 ding. I'm like, oh, God, what did I do wrong? Oh, my God, did I forget the fucking milk? You know, Business like, going out with my clients because I got to keep them all on track. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you bet you keep them on track, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you all later. Y'all have a good day. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.